Hello everyone, welcome to Spotlight with Shubham. Uh, I'm co-founder of Mastera, an all-in-one platform for teachers, coaches, and trainers to run and scale their online knowledge business. Today on Spotlight, we have Aina alive with us. Aina is an agile transformation expert, entrepreneur, mentor, and best-selling author committed to changing how progressive people-focused organizations work, lead, and satisfy their customers. Welcome, Aina. Thank you, Shubham, and I'm so happy to be invited to your podcast. So let's get started. Absolutely. I'm, I'm also excited uh, for you to be on the show and looking forward to the conversation today. Um, so with that, Aina, uh, tell, us, tell us about yourself. Um, now, how, how did you start and how did you end up uh, being, being a coach and helping the organizations and, and what you do today? Thank you for asking. And this is one of my favorite questions. And I can answer for hours on this and it's quite a long story. But I will try to be short. So I pivoted my career more than five times until I ended up as an agile coach. So I started as an electrical engineer where I gained some knowledge, but appears that I am more like people focused than technical focused. So uh, after that, I became a project manager, which was more like people focused. But again, I uh, wasn't satisfied because I needed to manage people and I felt like I am above the team not like from inside the team, not uh, leading the team, not a servant leader. And even at that time, I didn't know this term servant leadership, but that's what who I was uh, for uh, the team. So again, I needed to pivot one more time to figure out who I am. I became an English instructor and French instructor. So I realized that I like teaching, but I missed the project part. So uh, again, <laughs> it wasn't enough for me. And I moved to hospitality business, I mean, working in hotels, um, again, to satisfy my eager to travel and to working with international people. But again, it wasn't enough. So I ended up in Canada where I learned about agile and working in IT. And what helped me back from working in IT? I don't have a technical background. I don't know how to code. And I never wrote even one line of code in my life. So it took me more than five years to dare to start uh, working in IT. But what I understood that IT industry needs leaders probably even more than uh, the other industries. And when I graduated um, from MBA management of uh, technology in uh, Canada, I, I decided, so this is my time. I already learned about agile scrum master role. So I pivoted to IT. I became a scrum master first and uh, then Utilized my skills as a leader, my communication skills, my soft skills appearance that uh, you don't uh, need. It's not necessarily for you to have uh, hard skills uh, when you are in a leadership position. So eventually I was promoted to an agile coach and that's what I do right now. And I, I love it a lot. And finally, I am settled. And if you ask me about uh, the next five years plan, which uh, terrified me a lot before, now I can mm-hmm. and that I'm going to be a coach and a consultant. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that you found your, um, found your happy, happy space. Uh, uh, if, if, if that's what I would call it as, uh, where you now know what, what needs to be done and where you're, you're happy and you're, you're Excel. Uh, it seems like you, you're really good at it and, and you excel at it and you're helping a lot of organizations, uh, succeed with your, with your coaching. So, so that's a great work you're doing. 
<clears throat> but um, uh, I have other questions in mind, but but another question that comes uh, out right off the bat is, what is an um, agile transformation coach? Uh, a lot of our listeners are not into IT, so it'll, it'll sort of help them understand uh, what is an agile transformation coach. Yeah, I'm glad you asked this question because the agile term is well known in our niche, but our niche is so small, so people outside of agile have no idea what uh, I am uh, talking about an agile and scrum master. So when I first mentioned scrum master role and some like outside event, one person asked me, what should, did you do scrambled eggs? So, <laughs> so yeah, let's explain. Uh, so it's kind of like running your projects and uh, products if uh, you are not familiar with this industry at all, but in a new modernized way. So there is another term called waterfall, and uh, this was a methodology for running projects for like ages. And for example, uh, 30 years ago and uh, 1000 years ago, all projects were uh, tangible. So what people needed for their lives, they needed uh, houses, they needed uh, bridges, uh, they needed furniture. So everything we can touch and explore. And uh, these uh, projects people been running for ages. So it was hard uh, to uh, predict. So waterfall methodology worked and people didn't need anything else. But in 90s, when IT started being a part of our life and integrated in all other industries, even like banking or uh, engineering, no, it's not a separate industry anymore, projects started being intangible. And appeared mm -hmm. that most projects uh, people work on, nobody ran before. So old, predictable, hierarchical, bureaucratic way of work didn't work for such projects. And uh, also, like many startups started failing, not because their products were bad, but because people, the customers didn't need their products. So leaders understood that waterfall doesn't serve its purpose anymore and we need something else. So this is how Agile appeared. So Agile is a switch of mindset first and a methodology consisting a couple of frameworks such as Scrum. So Scrum is a framework, Agile is like an umbrella above mm -hmm. the other frameworks. So we're helping leaders to switch their mindset first from like top bottom where managers telling their workers what to do from bottom up where we treat workers as professionals who tells leaders what is the best tool or what is the best way of work to deliver this successful product to their customers and also encourage collaborate uh, people like teams uh, between each other and uh, leaders with uh, customers to solicit the feedback on the early stage and make sure that the customers need our product and they are happy with our product and uh, right. it's a simple way so agile methodology has like lots of books and lots of knowledge but uh, hopefully it makes some clarity for our audience yeah absolutely i'm, I'm sure you, you, you broke it down really well um, in, in terms of someone who's non-ID to be able to understand that with that background and history. Um, <clears throat> awesome. So, um, so Aina, I, I know you have also written uh, written a book, uh, which is It Starts With You. That's the name of the book. Um, and, and any of our listeners, if, if you want to check check out the book, you, you can find that on Amazon. Uh, so let's talk talk more about that. Uh, do you... Do, do you, do you want to talk us, uh, uh, walk us through that, and talk talk about the book, what it is, and uh, what what are the uh, key key things or key information that uh, readers can get out of it? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's um, a continuous conversation about uh, working in IT and uh, that I spent uh, many years uh, uh, holding myself back from this industry, thinking that I need uh, to know how to code. And appeared that this is my niche and this is my happy place where I found myself initially. So uh, talking to people, I realized that I wasn't alone thinking this way. And um, people started coming to me with uh, the same questions about IT industry, about resume, about getting the job. So I started consulting and then I figured out um, uh, common questions and uh, honestly I became lazy to consulting so I decided just to store the knowledge in one place and this is how the idea <coughs> excuse me of uh, writing a book appeared so this uh, book is kind of like a guide uh, for people who just started their career path or who are in between careers or pivoting their career and uh, specifically to IT, but not focusing on IT only, how you can build your career, how you can understand that this job is right for you. And when you understood that this is right, how you can collaborate your strengths and bring your weaknesses also from the strength part. How you can communicate with the recruiter, how you can write your resume, and what's more important, from my opinion, if you talk to many like career coaches or use the career services, they lead you until you get a job offer, which is great. But when you got a job offer, you're on your own. But the important is not just to get a job, but also to hold this job. And as a full timer, you have a probation period, and. When I pivoted my career, I didn't meet the probation period first time and I felt like very devastating. And my clients also shared similar experience. So I, I decided to write the third part of the book where I support people when they already got the job offer, but how to behave on the new workplace, what questions to ask, what ground rules to set up. So this book consists of 40 letters to my younger self, uh, answering questions I needed uh, to know when I was at the beginning of the career. So hopefully this book is going to help uh, many people to avoid uh, pain points I faced when I was younger. No, that, that's, that's amazing. Um, <clears throat> that that sounds, uh, sounds like a great value in the book because uh, a lot of people, I don't think it's, it's just uh, the people who are just starting out in their career uh, are going to be in that that spot anyone like even if 10 20 15 years of experience people transition people um, lose their jobs and now they all of a sudden have to find new jobs and 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 everything that you just said uh, that's in the book uh, can be beneficial to 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 them as well that when you find this new job how to position yourself how to how to structure your thought process around that so that's that's great um, with that do you do you also coach like um i know you you coach the organizations uh on agile thing but with that book it's a little bit more focused on people uh it's, it's a little bit more focused on uh people who are wanting to do something in their careers so uh, do, do you also coach like end people like me and other folks like me um uh, who, who want help yeah, I recently added uh, this uh, branch to my business. So I started focusing uh, B2B business to business uh, in my company, Be Agile Tutoring. So I 
have to help in organizations and uh, being a consultant for organizations. But uh, how I started uh, teaching uh, people uh, B2C, so first organizations started asking me if I know some people I can recommend, uh, for example, for an agile coach or a scrum master or any other related to IT, uh, to IT role. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't know like many people to mm -hmm. recommend maybe like two to five people but these people were like always busy and also when you're a professional sometimes the job description don't match so to make the story short i didn't have the people to recommend and then i started like looking for these people outside on linkedin but unfortunately i didn't meet like many professionals i can like really recommend and i felt bad for the organizations and i also felt bad for people because when you collaborate with someone you kind of like give this person a hope even like addressing upfront that i don't have a job for you right now but in case i will have someone asking me in the future i will keep you in mind still i felt bad because if people talk to me they kind of like expected me to come back to them but i see like no they're not professionals i'm ready to recommend so right. this is I ended up with an idea to add another branch to my business, B2C, and coach people for Scrum and Agile-specific roles and also leadership and soft skills, because if I teach them, I will be able to recommend them in future. And also right. people asked me to mentor them, and I dedicated many hours a few years ago mentoring people and again people ask me the same questions about the career path about how to behave with the recruiters so i decided why not just to dedicate a specific course for this or just have a coaching or a consultant call so just like make it legal so to answer in short to your question yes i'm working with people like you and i am helping individuals as well as organizations awesome awesome no that's that's great um, so, uh, curious to understand, like how uh, how that um, sort of a session, or how, how does that work? Like, do you do you have uh, uh, a longer engagement time span with organizations, and uh, relatively less sort of time span or less sessions with individuals? Uh, uh, help us understand that part. Like, how is that structured on both sides, B two B and B two C? Yeah, absolutely. So for the organizations, I work as a consultant mostly. If we are talking about the transformation, so definitely one day is not going to be enough to consult. So it's at least six months contract. So sometimes it can be like three months contract, but you can't do much for the organization in a three months term. Mm -hmm. So I work like from six to one year for one organization, consulting them from the transformation perspective. But organizations also can hire me as a trainer or as an instructor for like a one day training or like four hours boot camp if they don't want to transform, but they need to train their people on soft skills or just like to bring the agile flavor in the organization, kind of what I just like talked to you about the agile, but in more details. I have an example, uh, NASA recently contacted me in April and asked me for the bootcamp on the conflict resolution skills for the engineers. So if you're talking about transformation, it's a long-term uh, contract and uh, full-time engagement, but uh, it can be a training on uh, soft skills. So I'm open for that as, as well. For the B2C side, again, it uh, can be a one hour, one-on-one -on -one consultation 
It can be a four hours boot camp where you can learn basic skills about Scrum or Agile or conflict or any other soft skills. And it can be long-term engagement, like six weeks training for each weekend. Definitely, Scrum Master is a well-paid job where you can easily make six figures if you're a Scrum Master. So four hours boot camp, definitely not enough for six-figure job organization right. are not as right. silly. And even like six weeks is not enough, but in my six weeks program, you can get a flavor on what you can do as a scrum master or any other leadership leader's role in IT, what knowledge you need to have, what you can develop and also train your soft skills, presentation skills and self-presented skills so I can help you in your resume as well. It's kind of like an additional feature and also train you on uh, talking with the recruiters and also help you not to waste your time for the offers, uh, which uh, doesn't match your experience or organizations uh, who don't know who they really want. So even if you apply and even if you get a job offer, this marriage wouldn't last uh, long. So I can review the offers you have and help you to save your time. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. That that makes sense. Uh, and, and it seems like you're, 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 doing really well in terms of uh, working with organizations, being a consultant and working with uh, B2C end-to-end clients as well. Uh, I, I want to understand a little bit more just for the sake of our listeners who are who are uh, just starting out or who are wanting to scale. <clears throat> when did you start um, becoming like full-time officially? When when did you start that, that coaching thing? How long it has been? You mentioned four years, I guess. So... I started Be Agile Tutoring, which is my consulting company, almost three years ago. Actually, I'm going to celebrate the birthday on July 16th. But I started my coaching career eight years ago as a full-time Scrum Master and coach. And when I developed my skills, I opened my consulting company. Awesome, awesome. So so we'd love to know like your initial part of the journey there that how... Uh, how did you find clients uh, that the process, because that's, that's the most scary part to a lot of people who are wanting to start new uh, into coaching or teaching, uh, how to find clients, uh, those, those first initial set of clients and how to scale it. So, so any, any suggestions or, or, or any thoughts around um, probably you share your journey there, uh, how, how you did it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same principle, like you are finding a job uh, and uh, you're finding a client. Totally the same. First, you chase the opportunity and then opportunities started uh, chasing you. So initially, you uh, brand uh, yourself uh, wherever you can on uh, social media. I use uh, LinkedIn uh, a lot. I provide lots of uh, free information there. So people, first people are aware of uh, who Aina is, uh, what uh, she's doing, and trust is the most important part of uh, this uh, collaboration. So how people can trust me if they don't know me? So they need to follow me for a while. They need to review my content, uh, probably consult with someone regarding my contact, someone who they trust uh, already and to get the recommendation. So first you work a lot uh, like uh, for free. And I know many people kind of like surprised, oh, why do I need to spend my time posting free YouTube videos or right. writing articles? So like seven people uh, read them at the end, but you never know where 
you can find the opportunity and eventually again you never know when it starts someone a gatekeeper reads your content and they like it so they hire you like what happened with nasa they appeared out of blue uh, reviewing my uh, webinar in some like closed pl platform like projectmanagement.com. So they liked um, my way of the presentation, they liked my content, so they decided to invite me for the training for them. And the same with clients. So when a couple of people find your content useful and give you a recommendation and start sharing your content, then the opportunities start uh, working for you. And the same with uh, a recruiter. So first you chase the recruiters, then they see that you're trustworthy you'll find the first uh, contract and it went well, then recruiters start in, uh, chasing you and you, you need to, to grow in your team and your company. And this is the problem I'm facing at this moment. I have so many opportunities. I can't match all of them. So right now I'm telling no to most opportunities because I'm not the one, but as you notice, I don't like saying no. So I mm -hmm. need to grow my team. Got it. Got it. No, that's, that's, that's a great spot to be in. And and that's that's amazing work there. Um, did you did you see um, uh, more growth in last uh, few years, like last three years when you started your official company, or or, or has it been more or less pretty much same? <clears throat> yeah, actually, COVID helped me a lot in growth, and definitely, I'm not promoting COVID right now. It harmed lots of people, but from the business perspective, it helped me because companies started working online and starting having distributed teams um, and uh, hiring people to provide online training and uh, webinars, unlike uh, before 2019 when uh, people were collocated. So I was limited uh, by my cities. And uh, also many people started being active online, uh, such as uh, using LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, where I could also present myself and uh, finally started presenting myself uh, globally than uh, locally. So I can say I, I at least doubled my business size in the last few years. Oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure that's all because of the past efforts. You have been very consistently putting in all those efforts. Like you mentioned, you've been sharing and webinars and all of that and started to pay off in the last few years uh, exponentially, uh, I, I believe. Yeah, and so like initially, even when you know your contact, content, it's hard to present because you have like imposter syndrome, you're scared about the audience, sometimes you don't know how to answer the questions, so you keep doing it, but it doesn't pay off and many people are discouraged on this stage feeling like, no, this like social media trend is not for me, but keep doing my first 10 webinars uh, probably were failures uh, because I presented to international audience uh, having my Eastern European mindset. So what worked for Eastern Europe uh, didn't work for international people. But as more you do, as more you learn and uh, eventually you understand uh, the way you need to present like your own voice, uh, who your audience are. And at that pivotal moment, it started being way off and people started sharing your content. But again, you never know when you just like start when seven people watched your webinar, was it useful or not? But when you keep going and you find someone who is a gatekeeper again, and they might watch your YouTube video like three years old. And eventually next morning you wake up and you see that this video has already 70,000 views overnight compared to the seven during the last three years. So it wasn't right. about the 
content. It was about uh, your branding position. So you never know. No, that makes sense. Yeah, you never know which which content piece sort of takes off and uh, people start to sort of share and, and sort of do that. Uh, it's, it's, it's just very hard to guess. There is no science behind it. I, I believe it just happens. Um, so, um, no, that's, that's, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so, um, so with that, uh, do you, do you do all of your marketing slash social media yourself, or do you have someone in your team that's, that's helping you? Like how, how do you manage, uh, the marketing aspect of your business at this point, given that you, you, you're getting too much, too much leads, um, uh, to handle until now, I managed everything myself, but now I have uh, too many uh, social medias and uh, I found myself uh, not replying to people for weeks or like even uh, didn't see all the messages uh, I've got. So I am planning to hire a social media content manager, but what I want to keep doing is to keep communicating with people myself i know i am bad in responding sometimes people have to wait but i i can guarantee that i reply myself and i focus on my customers need myself and i will never delegate it to va no matter how many opportunities and leads i have what i want to delegate i want to delegate the content posting not not writing but just posting and editing or also editing my videos, uh, sk- scheduling my videos and to do the uh, background uh, work uh, on uh, Instagram, YouTube and uh, uh, LinkedIn. But again, I will never delegate uh, communicating with the people because each voice is important, each uh, problem is important and each collaboration is important because I create my content based on what you guys write me and what uh, problems uh, you are addressing to me. Makes sense. Makes sense. No, that that makes sense because that's that's sort of your personal branding. And whenever you're talking to someone, you're personally sort of responding, and uh, you're you're kind of living up to your personal brand. So so that makes sense to sort of always own that and probably delegate some of the other parts, some of the more operational part of this this whole thing. Um, <clears throat> makes sense. Um, so uh, I'm assuming most of like you did touch on. So most of your businesses online uh, at this point, right? Like. Uh, uh, your B2C training and, and coaching and all of that is online. How about B2B? Uh, is, is that also mostly online these days or uh, you, you have to go in person for that? I went in person before 2019, before COVID, but nowadays it's um, only online, fortunately and unfortunately at the same time. So fortunately, because I have uh, more time for my other priorities and running the business. Unfortunately, because I would like to travel and I didn't have this opportunity. So finally, hopefully that we are getting back to norm and people started running businesses on site and running conferences on site. So I was invited to XP conference in Copenhagen one week ago. So I started traveling and if any businesses would like to hire me on site, I am very much open to travel and hopefully I will be able to get on site and traveling soon. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause you mentioned earlier during the conversation that um, you, you love traveling. So, so that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, one, one quick question, which you had mentioned uh, webinars. So, so you mentioned that you started to do a lot of webinars. Your first few webinars were not that successful. And then after that sort of starts to pick up. So how are you, any, any suggestions out there for our listeners, if they also want to do webinars, any, any suggestions, how to, how to go about it, um, how to, how to find 
those opportunities of collaboration and, and doing those webinars? Yeah, first of all, you can use LinkedIn. And I still use I still use LinkedIn as a platform for my free webinars, so to expand my branding and to introduce myself to people who never heard about me. So start doing it. Probably the first you won't have many people, but it's actually for better because you can study your audience and understand their demands. So what I would recommend as a structure: start with something engaging. Start with your pain and your audience pain uh, like uh, when i talk about uh, scrum or agile i address the pain that uh, i wasted a few years um, thinking that i need to know how to code and appear that it's not true so many people can relate to this so people feel like engaged to your presentation personal stories always work uh, well as well as engaging slides so don't create slides for the sake of slides and never read uh, from the slides but also provide some data this is a part I was missing because I am more like feeling an empathetic person. So if I say like, I do it because my gut feels. And this is like the best proof and explanation for myself. And also for the other people who are like empathetic and relate on feelings, this is enough. But you will have a mix of audience and some audience, some people are analytical or they need to, to prove for everything. So definitely my gut feels is not enough for them so they need to, to rely on data and uh, statistics so if you provide like two three slides with statistics with like uh, proven research centers uh, like uh, mckinsey or the others for example if you look at my uh, website i am telling that 65 percent of transformation fails and i provide the source where i took it not from my own statistics being a consultant for the organization otherwise this webinar and this recommendation will fail will fail immediately and i will lose my trust and the opposite if you are like statistic oriented and data oriented person your webinar might be dry for people like myself like feeling people so uh, kind of uh, like uh, differentiate your slides from a statistic to a story from a story to statistics and at the end again give your audience a conclusion why they join the, this webinar and what takeaways they gain so this will help you a lot to avoid the mistakes i've made and to avoid the pain when people start leaving your webinar in the middle no that makes sense yeah thanks for sharing that that's that's uh, super helpful in terms of following that structure and and you mentioned LinkedIn is 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 the channel that that you had uh, pretty much used mostly for promoting those webinars and sort of bringing those audience in um, uh, from a social media standpoint. Right. Yeah, I use okay. Instagram, but Instagram again is like more engaging people and aware about agile, about the lifestyle of agile coach, and you know Instagram has a specific style, so. Mm -hmm for like younger generation who is uh, considering what kind of uh, job they want to have linkedin is for like a bit older audience uh, professional ones uh, who are thinking about their career who are ambitious so all career related topics are the best on linkedin and youtube if you want to learn more in, in details about what i'm doing sure 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 makes sense um so with that uh, the pretty much my probably my last question to you um uh, I, I I know when we were chatting earlier, you, you mentioned that you have a boot camp that you're uh, that you're about to start. So uh, tell us more about it. Well, what is that boot camp about, and uh, how can people find it? And uh, if someone is interested, 
uh, what will it entail? Yeah, absolutely. So this boot camp is on July 16th. And as I mentioned before, it's the birthday of my company. And I like to give gifts on birthday, my birthday and my companies. So it's kind of a gift for the audience with the system with 50% of a discount. So what this bootcamp is about, it's about a Scrum Master role and how to become a leader in IT. So we will talk about Agile in more details and why it's relevant to be a leader in IT. And definitely people will get a handy experience on the ceremonies and real life of Scrum Master. So I have, workshops uh, for people on how to run uh, daily scrum meetings, uh, sprint reviews, uh, uh, sprint planning and uh, retrospective. And uh, also we will learn uh, basic agile tools like uh, Jira, Confluence and uh, Miro and uh, Zoom. And also talk about uh, coaching aspects uh, on uh, this role, how you can make your team uh, productive without doing the work uh, yourself and even without providing recommendation as a consultant even if you have them what it means to ask powerful questions how to educate the stakeholders and how to make sure that your team is happy and producing in the sustainable pace and your customers are loving the products you are providing perfect perfect awesome so yeah anyone who's listening out there um this is this sounds pretty amazing uh, if you are interested in in, in agile uh, part of things, you can uh, you can kind of check out this bootcamp. Uh, what is your website? Uh, uh, if if someone wants to reach out to you, uh, where can they find you? I know. Yeah, so my website is B like double E like an insect B agile now dot com. So guys, if you're interested, find my website and my name is Aina Alive. I am on social media, like we uh, mentioned, um, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, and uh, Pinterest. So if you are curious about what I'm doing, reach out to me in any of the social media or the website. All of my social media are posted on the website and I will be very much happy to help you. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm also going to connect with you. I, I, I didn't think that we have connected on LinkedIn. Uh, so, so let's connect on LinkedIn and anyone who's, uh, who, who wants to reach out, uh, ask for suggestions from a business standpoint as well. I guess uh, she has been running, as you uh, just heard, very successful uh, business where she is now pretty much saying no to a lot of folks, uh, which is an amazing spot to be in. So, so, so if you want some suggestions, reach out to her as well. Um, she'll be happy to uh, have a chat there. So, so with that, uh, Aina, it was great speaking with you today. Thanks for being on the show and thanks for sharing all the amazing knowledge uh, that, that you that you shared, the, the frameworks and uh, and sort of the way that you have marketed your business and, and how you have been in this part. Um, the, the thanks for sharing all of that. And, and with that, um, uh, good luck with, uh, with with your business and, and happy birthday to your company. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure for me uh, talking to you and uh, hopefully I can be a guest in the nearest future again. Oh, absolutely. Thank you everybody who listened for us. Uh, hope uh, to connect uh, soon with you in any social media. Absolutely. Thanks, Aina. Take care. Good luck. You take care.